January of 2020, my friend and I went to see Tool in Fresno, drove. Uh, I was teaching that time and got off early and we drove. And um, a gentleman who has a one-man band opened for Tool. And his name is Author and Punisher. And I'm going to go see him tomorrow in San Francisco. Um, he's the sole man of it. His, he's fronted by Tristan Schoen, this really great artist and engineer. And he constructed his um, gear himself. And so it's a, it's a very interesting story. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, where I talk about music, I talk about film. I'm a big nerd, okay? People know that if I know something about, like we were talking today, how Francis Ford Coppola produced American Graffiti, which a lot of people don't know, and I said, yeah, I'm a big nerd, I know about that stuff. And that they're all friends, and Scorsese, yeah. When it comes to music and film, I mean, yeah. I remember in college, my friend and I, and I, we, I had just graduated college. We went to see Patti Smith, and then there were these guys talking, and they were going on about what she might do. And I said, well, she's probably going to do Pissing in the River. And my friend says to them, he's a big Patti Smith nerd. I said, yeah, I am. She said she rolled her eyes. I said, stop, stop it, don't say that. She's like, well, you are kind of embarrassing. And I said, yeah, I can't help it, you know, that I have that knowledge. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is where you get to get the real me. I mean, what I'm finding is, is that when I do my professional stuff, I have to really kind of be a little more stoic and not show emotion. But I think it's dependent on the room. It's dependent on you're at oh my goodness but yeah it's been it's been a heck of a week and I'm still slightly congested I've been taking day quill I've been taking night quill it's allergies it's allergies I grew up on a farm and so you know you have cherry trees which are blooming <laughs> and flowers and um and it's beautiful, but yeah, I still go outside. I, I gotta stay active, a little more active than usual. Um, yeah, it's it's concert season. Tomorrow I'm gonna go see Author and Punisher, and then next week I'm gonna go see Gojira and Mastodon. So hey, light the fucking fire. Um, that's what I do, though. Those of you who are just tuning in. I am a concert person. I, I love live shows. I, I think some of that comes from... I didn't grow up with MTV. We didn't have cable. My father thought cable was evil. Well, no. He, he conned us a little bit. He said if we all got A's, which we could have all done, he would get cable. But none of us did. And then we had the internet. So it's like, whatever. Which is kind of good because... I would see like music videos at like a cousin's house or a friend's house or like if you had like the enhanced CD, remember that? Or the DVD. So for me, my exposure to all of that was live music. And I remember PBS 26 years ago 
used to have this really great program called Sessions at West 54th. I think it went on from 97 to 2000, I think. Maybe 2001. I don't remember. It was it was a really great show. It was first hosted by Chris Doritas and then David Byrne. And then um, I'm trying to think who else. You know, I wish it, I wish it would have lasted. That's where I really got my taste for live music. And I wanted to bring this up because last week we lost Vivian Tremble or Treble or Trimble of uh, Luscious Jackson. And I got into Luscious Jackson watching sessions at West 54th, which is recorded in New York City. Um, I think in the Bowery. And they would have these bands. Pat, That's really how I got into Patti Smith, was I saw Patti Smith on there. And I went, oh, shit. And then Fiona Apple and Cheryl Crow and Beck and um, Sean Colvin. Remember Sonny came home? Yeah. I loved it because... In fact, I think was it the first the first few episodes? It was Katie Lang, and then it was Paula Cole. And remember, uh, where have all the cow- cowboys gone? <laughs> yeah, that's the '90s right there. Um, you know, as I as I think back to that, I mean, the one artist they really should have had on there, and they didn't, and that's on them. Was Erica Badu? I was such. I still am. A fan of Erica Badu, and I love that Ari Melber had her on the beat. Mavericks, such a such an artist that really I don't think gets the credit that she deserves. For in terms of she she brought a different kind of mood to music, not just R and B, but to music in general. Here is this woman who hit her face on her first album cover. Because it was all about the artists who were unheard and representing that and the song on and on and that video, which is, you know, right out of the color purple, basically. Um, but at the same time, there's a Cinderella spin to it where she and some <laughs> she she makes this dress and she in there and, and she's at the juke joint and, and she's singing the song. And someone says in the audience, I know that ain't my tablecloth she's got on. <laughs> That's what I loved. I thought, oh, my God. And I was a teenager, and I'm like, oh, geez. I don't really like to go back and remember being a teenager. But when it comes to the music, those are the moments where I can remember that moment and how intrigued I was by her sound. I still am. That first album, that first album, that's a major game changer. When you're able to do that musically, and and then it and then it creates this different kind of um, threshold, because then it's like everyone else is doing the same thing, and you're doing something totally different. I would compare it to remember when Lady Gaga really became big, and then everyone was trying to do their own version of Gaga. Christina Aguilera tried to do it. Beyonce tried to do it. And only Lady Gaga could do it. Where, and even Katy Perry tried to do it. Where it's the outfits, but then it's the look, and then it's the outrageousness, and then it's the videos, and then at the same time you've got this bad romance. And and she's a musician. So that's really where you set the bar, not just high, but you burn it up. 
and then people have to regroup around you and you know that's what artists do that's what Andy Warhol did Andy Warhol was this pop artist and at the same time would tell them this is an original yeah but it's your art yeah he says but it's it's a copy it's not original he himself you know said that people would be famous for 15 minutes i mean if he were alive today he would have an instagram and the tiktok and yeah he he would predict he predicted this basically it's not he would have he predicted it and it happened some people are way past their 15 minutes of fame but that's my opinion and you know you know opinions are interesting and we'll stick to that i don't like to degrade people on my show I like to give them a platform as I give myself a platform to just talk about these things and talk about music and talk about artists and movies and television. I mean, <laughs> the week that we've had with Succession, I, I think that that's, I will say that about Succession, how Succession as a series and cinematic has really set the bar high with that episode. I don't even know if I can go back and watch it. Eventually I have to. Um, because it's just it's such a moment it's such a moment and we've already gone past the spoilers the king is dead he's dead what are you going to do now there's the four children the three who obviously have to succeed him and take control of this company and see it through this merger or sale or whatever they're going to fucking do so yeah, we've gone from author and punisher to talking about succession again because it's been one hell of a television week. Think about it. You've got Succession, you've got Perry Mason, you've got The Mandalorian, The Last of Us. I haven't really been watching The Last of Us, but it's it's in the back of my mind. These series and And then I'm going to get in my car tomorrow after work and I'm going to go to San Francisco. I already I already take care took care of the toll. Because if you're not native to California, when you go through that Bay Bridge, you have to pay. So I have this app that sucks up the money so that I don't get something and I don't get a bill in the mail because I like to think ahead. I started doing that probably about a year ago when I was going to the Bay Area a lot. And um, if you're not native to California, the Bay Area, San Francisco, Oakland, San Jose, uh, Concord, uh, Mountain View, Berkeley, uh, Palo Alto, am I leaving anywhere out, Daly City, uh, Half Moon Bay, uh, Sausalito, um, so yeah, but I, you know, there's tolls and I like to think ahead. I like that. That's kind of how I was raised was to, to plan ahead, you know? So yeah, author and punisher. I really haven't gone to the movies since I think I saw infinity pool. I really, I really haven't felt compelled to go to the movies. Yeah. I get everyone went to go see super Mario. No, thank you. I don't think so. No. No. I I, I already saw that movie in the 90s. I, I've had enough. <laughs> and the video game. Come on. And the cartoon series. I remember the cartoon series. Yeah. 
from the 90s. And then and then on Fridays, it would turn into Legend of Zelda. That was in the 80s. That's how you knew it was Friday. The Legend of Zelda episodes, I would wait for those. You know? And Ganon, he was such a bad man. And, and was it Princess Link? Or was the princess and Link? And yeah. That's my childhood, basically. I mean, I don't have to put it out there, but I will, because I'm not ashamed of how old I am. I'm 42. I was born at the end of 1980. So, December 6, 1980. Don't send me gifts, please, because I, I really don't like my birthday. I, I never have. It's always felt to me like an out-of-body experience, and I can't wait for it to be over. I good for you if you want a whole birthday month or a birthday week I don't do that because I'm also aware that I share December with other things um, that remain nameless Christmas <laughs> uh, yeah so uh, one day is good for me probably because I've never liked it you know yeah you know it's celebratory but then at the same time you're like okay what do I do now <laughs> when I turn 40 which I'm really tired of talking about because I don't feel it. I really don't. Is this how I'm supposed to feel? I still get up and I still look forward. That's probably why I'm always smiling. People probably think something different of me because I'm always smiling, which is fine. I'm smiling because, first of all, I was always taught no matter what you're feeling professionally, you, you smile. You smile. Even if you're feeling like, you know what, inside, you still smile. And so I do. Um, and also it builds endorphins. <laughs> and I was always taught by my grandmother to smile because it works the muscles in your face. Serious, that's what she did tell me. Wherever you are, that's what you told me to do so that I wouldn't age badly. Because she always said, oh, you have such a handsome face. And, and you know, you're, you're not going to age like the rest of them. Okay, all right. All right. Um, you know, yeah, it was, it's fascinating, but yeah, I was born in 1980, so let's see, December 6th, so this is how I tell people how old I am, that they kind of get it, when people who don't know me, how old are you, and I'll do a little quiz with them, I'll say, okay, I was born two days before John Lennon was shot, and then they kind of do the math, oh, really? Yeah, remember, it was, he was shot on December 8th. I was born on December 6th. Like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, when I told someone that, it was my 35th birthday. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And then when I turned 40. Wow. Yeah. I turned 40 during the pandemic. So that was a very kind of, you want to talk about an intimate birthday party. Because it was just family. And maybe like two of them didn't even say happy birthday to me, which is fine. Whatever. Whatever. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. I'm only, I was only turning 40, but okay. You know, wasn't, I'm not married and I don't have kids and, um, yeah. <laughs> New adventures were yet to take place. New adventures were yet to take place. Uh, Someone did say to me that the good times wouldn't happen until I turned 40. And I think some of that's right. 
but you know i've had good times I've, i'm more i think don't worry we'll get back to author and punisher in a bit uh i think i'm more secure at this moment not physically because physically i'm fully aware of okay i remember when i was in shape and i have to get back there and i've already taken some precautions to get back into that where it's really like okay this is this is um because i've had people tell me it's never too late you just got to do it you got to do it I'm almost tempted to ask my friend, whom I love dearly, if maybe I could just get like a military workout where I get screamed at, you know, because my father was in the military, so it's like, all right, you know, just scream at me and tell me to do push-ups. I used to do push-ups morning, noon, and night. Like I, this is how I, you know, don't, don't get it twisted. I used to do it with the mentality that someone had like a gun pointed at me to do it. Serious. I would do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. And then I stopped doing it um, in 2012, I think I did. And so since then, it's been very kind of difficult to get back, you know, because then the mentality and then things are going on and then the the career lack thereof. And here I am. And do I love what I do now? Yes, I do. Without hesitation. Is it challenging? Yes. But as I tell people, especially those that I have a lot of respect for, I keep on coming back. I really do. Some have said that I have a high tolerance for pain. Yes. But I, I, you know what? My mother was taught, oh, my parents both taught me to face a challenge. And so every day is a challenge. Whether it's good or bad, it's a challenge. And so that was drilled into me. So that's why I do what I do. Okay. And um, where I'm at, it's good. Yeah, it's challenging. But that's why I thrive upon it. I also believe in consistency. And so you need me. I'm consistent. Very consistent. And um, But I don't look at each day as the same as the next. Because it's always different. Always. It's not so much about what you're wearing or what you do. It's about how you do it. Okay. So if I may, if I did something this way, okay, and it didn't work, then I got to do it from this vantage point. The cause and effect of everything. And rather than raise my voice, I have to speak very, you know, like, okay, I told you. You know, and then second chances and things like that. So, yeah, you know, I know that some people think that I should have kids. No, my grandmother was one of them. Oh, God, both of them. But then I was like, no. Now, here's the thing, though, and I've talked about this on the show. If I were in a relationship and I'm not saying if it's never going to happen. I, I have a feeling it's going to happen. It's always kind of been in the back of my mind. Like, oh, geez, here we go. Talk about a roller coaster. And they said to me, they want kids or they have kids. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Because I do believe in compromise. Now, the old me, 
25 to 35, maybe. The old, old game. Oh, jeez, we won't go there. I Compromise was not fun, okay? And I turned down many relationships because of the compromise. All right. So now the state and time. Yeah, it's changed. Maybe that's a little bit of maturity and feeling secure in my own skin. Um, the soul has been solidified. Oh, it's been solidified. All right. As I say that, I look at the candle that I lit. So, yeah, what's up? Um, but back to author and punisher, because that's what you came to hear about. Not me going on and on till the break of dawn. That's a, that's a, that is a, is that a 90s reference or an 80s reference? Because I was like, jeez, from zero to zero to nine. Yeah, zero to nine, the 80s. That's me right there. The 90s from 10 to 19. Yeah. Yeah. Because I graduated high school 24 years ago. And will I go to the reunion? No. Maybe. If I have some arm candy. If you don't know what arm candy is... If I have someone that I'm with or, you know, whatever, if that get, it's like, hey, you want to go? Sure, let's go. You know, because I'm not going to Romeo and Michelle it. You know, that's not, I did not invent post-its. I could just imagine that. I invented post-its. You got that from the fucking movie. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So, you know, we all have dreams. And that's where we go back to author and punisher. I always wanted to be a rock star didn't happen i can sing a little um i'm very choosy of who i sing for because sometimes it's like oh geez what the fuck i did sing at karaoke in 2017 and i did what i did and they liked it you know and i started off with a audio slave song because i i Cornell is my guy. I grew up listening to Soundgarden and Audio Slave. So, you know, and I was always kind of aware that my voice was kind of weird. My speaking voice, not just with the singing voice. I was like, and I always wanted to challenge myself. Oh, geez. Challenge um, vocally. And I thought, well, if I can try to stay in that merge of Cornell because I can kind of do Black Hole Sun, kind of, but like the Audio Slave songs, because the pitch, yeah. So, but I only sing now at home by myself. I don't do it for other people. It's like, no, no. If they were to ask me to do karaoke now, maybe. Um, it's, it's kind of like a security thing. It's like, okay, do I feel secure in front of you? to sing no um but author and punisher you want to talk about a rock star and he's not even doing it to like oh my god we sell out stadiums because the music is so great it's industrial but then it's industrial doom but then it's all these different things to i think categorize author and punisher really does him a, a disservice 
because there's so many different things going on when he plays. And I remember watching it at first because I was tired. Gotta understand. I was teaching, what was I teaching? 2020, I was teaching preschool. <laughs> that is, I mean, now it's a little different. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, and so I was tired. Plus, I'm the one who drove. My friend offered to drive, and I should have let her, but. So I was yawning a lot, and then when Author and Punisher came on, I was trying to stay awake, and I watched him, and then she kind of was like, listen, this guy's good. I'm like, yeah, he is. But then she was like, oh, he's better than Tool, and I'm thinking, no, they're both good. I never liked that when people say, that. oh, this is better. No, I don't do that. That's not me. I don't do the comparison contrast because that's always been such a part of my life from having my parent who is a, an English professor compare and contrast. It's like, oh, God, stop it already. I'm so whenever people compare and contrast, I'm like, oh, geez, I've been hearing that my entire fucking life. Enough, enough. Compare and contrast. Fuck off. Yeah, that's where I get pissed. It's like, all right. Yeah. What I do now is a little. I mean, when I tell people that I used to do, I used to be a preschool teacher, like, whoa, yeah. No wonder you have patience. Yeah. But now it's a little more like, okay, we got to ramp it up a little bit. All right, all right. I mean, you really have to be on your stuff. You really do. And that's why if I show up and I'm not feeling well, it's like, okay. Sometimes I wish like I had like my own supply of B12 shots because then I would totally do that. I would totally be in my car giving myself a B12 injection in my butt. Like, okay, because I, I do not like missing work. I just don't. I really don't. I like to show up because I made a promise to myself. First and foremost, I made a promise to those who gave me that opportunity. And then those who I am going to teach that you know so that's what drives me is doing that someone did ask me kind of today in a negative connotation why do you why would you want to do this this is the low they said that to me I'm not going to say who it was it wasn't a teacher I'm going to tell you that it wasn't anyone in, in administration it was oh jeez not gonna say but yeah they really kind of and i'm just standing there like okay moving on that's why i have to learn not to answer questions yeah because people can be cruel but hey that's life that's life and that's why you gotta have a thick skin about it and um, dust your shoulder off whatever yeah it is what it is now, isn't it? I hate that term. Someone who used to kind of make fun of me for doing this show always says that. So I'm going to stop saying that because I don't want to be reminded of them and their bullshit and their friends bullshit. And they would make fun of me for having this show. And uh, Well, you know what? Trust me, what they do isn't any better. <laughs> I love how they try to put it off as like this or try to come off as like very professional and artistic no it's just bullshit that's what it is it's bullshit coming from someone who knows the art of public speaking 
and how to speak to people and I do it for a living what they do is bullshit it's bullshit and I don't like bullshit yes I get it when we were all college students we typed up a paper and toward the end you gotta bullshit the rest I get it I get it but when it comes to public speaking which I'm doing right now on a platform of a podcast you don't fucking bullshit your audience you you give your audience love and respect and honesty okay because they can smell that foul bullshit no bs that's what i say no bs so to my detractors who like oh my god your show yeah, I do cuss on this show. But also, there's a warning on this show. There is an explicit warning because when you record these things, it will ask you, okay? And yes, I'm fully aware that it is almost my bedtime. Okay. And I got to get ready for bed. So, tomorrow night, author and punisher. I will probably do something on my way there or on my way back. Because those of you who know me know that when I come down from the mountaintop (laughs) I really do when I come down from the bay into um, the freeway heading down toward you know where I'm from San Joaquin Valley Uh, those who know me know that I play um, Jane's Addictions uh, coming down the mountain I do at full blast to wake me up like okay because some people were like you don't like get a hotel I'm like no I'm done with the show and I leave I take a I take a liquid death sparkling water or tea with me put it in the council console console and then when I'm getting when I'm heading home and I've got the map up that I'm gonna you know go back home and I you know crack one open and I drink it and yeah gotta stay hydrated so that's the dr zeus film podcast music and author and punisher and life and everything in between oh i want to give thanks to my friend candace who really just has been an amazing shoulder to just talk to and i'm here for you as well just know that and i also want to give a shout out to um a friend uh, whom I have a lot of respect for a lot of admiration and he is cute and that is my friend Alan yes so I hope you're doing well you want to talk about a tough motherfucker he's a tough motherfucker oh my god that's all I'll say for now um as always unpleasant dreams (laughs) 